Let's pray. Father, I pray you would speak to us in Jesus' name through your word. Lord, not my words, but your word. Move in power today in our midst and change us into your likeness. We invite you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to take notes today if you have self-control to use your phone without looking at Insta or TikTok or Facebook or checking your bank balance or your emails. Take notes because the practice of taking notes is really beneficial. Capture the thought, apply the principle, reap the benefit. Even if you never read over your notes again, the fact that you take notes helps you retain a lot more, which we learned at university. Amen. (laughs) Helps us try and remember. So my title today is Taste and See. Taste and See. In Psalm 34, David says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. So we're going to try them. I'm just tasting my red bush tea here right now. It's pretty good. I could tell you what red bush tea is like. Rubos, if you're from South Africa. <laughs> I could tell you, well, it sort of tastes a bit like, you know, it's a bit different. It's a bit like, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you describe it? I, in the end, I've got no words. I'm just going to say, you've got to try it. You've got to taste and see if you like This tea, oh look, it rhymes, I'm a poet. (laughs) I could rap or something like that. Uh, The spirit of Helen Steiner Rice just came upon me, oh Lord, help me. But anyway, so we've got to taste him and try him and experience him for ourselves. So today we're going to get a little bit experiential. Are you ready? It's going to get a bit experiential around here today, which is going to be good. Now, in the Bible, oil is one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit. See my little prop here? This is my oil. I carry it with me in my handbag at all times, so I'm ready to anoint anyone with oil who needs healing or anything like that at any time. Once I wasn't ready and I only had hair products, so I had to anoint someone with that. Argan oil, but hey, it still works. (laughs) So the thing is, um, we can't just know about the Lord in our heads. We've actually got to know the Lord. You know, I I know a little bit about uh, the president of the USA. I know his name is Joe Biden. I know his wife is Jill. Joe and Jill went up the hill. It's a bit weird, but anyway. And I know he lives in a big white house in Washington, D.C., USA. And I know, I think he's got um, a Vietnam War background. I know a few things about him. But if I meet Joe in the street, he's not going to say, Kia ora, Eleanor. He doesn't know me. And I actually don't know him. I've never met him. All I know is a few facts about him. How many believers are like that with the Lord? We know a few facts about God. We know a few Bible stories. Yeah, we've got Moses and the bulrushes down. We know a bit about him. But do we really know him? If we really came face to face with him, would he recognize us? Would we recognize him? Or would he say, like in Matthew 25, 12, get away from me. I never knew you or I don't know you. Now, this word know in the Greek is gnosko. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly because I'm not Greek. But it's not just knowing about. It's an experiential knowing. So we're going to get a bit experiential here today. And we're going to put some of this oil on us. And when you put oil on someone, you're anointing them with oil. It's a symbol of putting the Holy Spirit on them. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is invisible, because it is a spiritual thing. You can't see it, just like you can't see the Lord. But
But it is tangible. It is noticeable. It is perceivable, if that's a word. <laughs> like smell. You can't see smell, but you can notice it. You can smell and notice someone's fragrance when they walk into a room. Some people wear too much. You know, I was running along a beach um, a while back, going for my slow jog, and there was a guy coming towards me. He was just walking, and I was almost knocked over by the power of his cologne. That man was wearing far more aftershave than any man had a right to wear. And I felt like saying, bro, the word of the Lord for you is subtle. It's meant to be subtle. But anyway, um, so the anointing oil in the Bible had a beautiful fragrance, and they made it in the Old Testament, and the priests would use it. So nowadays, if we use the term anointing, we use it more as a noun, meaning the touch of the Holy Spirit on someone's life. And so if someone goes, well, that guy's got a strong anointing, what they mean is they mean a strong touch of the Holy Spirit on that person's life. So you can't see the anointing, but you can feel it and notice it, like smell, like even the wind. And when someone carries a strong anointing of the Holy Spirit on their lives, their words, whether they speak or preach or sing, can even make people weep. Now, there's nothing more tragic than someone who doesn't have much anointing trying to force one when the touch of God just isn't there. Have you ever traveled to hear a great preacher at a conference or something or a Bible teacher only to be disappointed when you hear them because there's zero anointing? I have. It's like there's just an empty shell with only knowledge on the inside. They've got facts, they've got heaps of information, but they're lifeless. It's like they're walking and talking, but their words are dead. Do you know the anointing is referred to 165 times in Scripture? That's using the word anoint or anointing or anointed. All through the Bible, both Old and New Testament, they anointed people with oil to set them apart for service for the Lord, as well as healing. One of the titles of Jesus is the anointed one. And Christ is not just Jesus' last name. It's his title. Christ means the anointed one. So here's our first scripture, our second scripture really, after taste and see in Psalm 34. Acts 10, 38 said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. I like that. I've underlined every place in the New Testament it says with the Holy Spirit and power. It's many times it says the Holy Spirit and power. Those two phrases to get words together. Not only was Jesus anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and power, we, his disciples, have been too. Since Jesus ascended back up to heaven, the Holy Spirit was sent down 10 days later. And now the Holy Spirit is God here with us on earth. And God is still moving on planet earth today just as he did back then through the apostles, doing signs, wonders, healings, and preaching the gospel, all by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to anoint you today afresh with the Holy Spirit and with power. Are you ready? We want to get the oil of the Holy Spirit on you in a new way today. We want to consecrate you for service in the kingdom of God in 2023. So you can go out and be the pastor in your classroom, in your office, on your work site, all week long. So today we're actually going to do that. We've made time. We've made 10 minutes at the end, and we're going to anoint every person in the building with oil and lay hands on you and pray over you and prophesy over you. And they did the kids, I think, last week. So that's all good. 
And we've asked a few leaders to come, prayed up, ready to lay hands on you. And we like to do this in all our locations every year at the start of the year in February. You might think, well, that's weird. They didn't do that at my last church. Well, it will be very good for you to have a new experience with the Holy Spirit, won't it? And hey, if they did it in the Bible, we're into it. And the New Testament talks about anointing people, the act of anointing in at least nine different places. Jesus anointed a guy with mud on his eyes. Freaky. And he was healed. Mary anointed Jesus' feet with oil prophetically for his burial. The disciples anointed sick people with oil when Jesus sent out the 12 in the Gospel of Mark. And the book of James tells us if we're sick, we have to call for the elders and anoint us with oil. And in the Old Testament, they had sacred anointing oil the priests would use. We'll talk about that. So this oil here is not magic. It's not special. It's not, you know, fragrant or anything. It's just oil. But what happens? In the New Testament, there's a doctrine of laying on of hands. So when we lay hands on each other, the power of the Holy Spirit, like electricity, flows from one into the other. And so we're going to do that and put a little dab of oil on you. We're not going to put too much so you don't get zits. We're just going to put a little bit. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit coming on you afresh, consecrating you for the year. Now, in the Bible times, they used to use oil daily because they didn't have running water in their houses, right? So they used to use oil for many things. They would use it like a moisturizer, like a hair product, a bit like today. And they would also use oil to pour on the head of someone to set them apart for a particular holy calling or mission, like the prophet Samuel did to David. And this word to anoint is a verb. It means to smear. So the anointing is referring to the Lord putting the oil of his Holy Spirit on us. And we need this in our lives to happen afresh regularly. Because we can all get stale in our walk with God, can't we? So we need to keep having new, fresh experiences with the Holy Spirit. Psalm 92, third scripture, verse 10. In the second half, it says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Isn't that good? Who remembers that really old song, Anoint Me With Fresh Oil? Pastor Phil Pringle wrote that song, our fearless leader of our movement. Awesome, eh? About like 35 or 40 years ago. So I'm here today to tell you that you need a new, fresh anointing on your life. Maybe you've had an anointing in the past. Good on you. But you need a fresh one right now. You need more. Well, how much more? More than before. Because we all need to be continually growing in this area. Now, do you know, as humans, we love nostalgia. We love the old stuff. We love the old songs. We love what we know. But the Lord's always trying to get us into the new. It says in the New Testament, uh, sorry, it says in Psalms, sing a new song to the Lord. And it says that several times. We like to go back and drink from the old wells and sing the old songs because it reminds us of stuff. But the Lord's saying, no, a new song. We need a new anointing. I have been anointed with fresh oil. And in Bible times, they would anoint themselves with oil afresh daily. Now, remember, they also didn't have underarm deodorant then, and they didn't have any brute. They didn't have any exit mold or anything like that. Do we have any brute men here today? Feel the testosterone in the room. No brute men. No, no. Um, my granddad used to use Old Spice. Who remembers Old Spice? We used to call it Old Mice. But anyway, old oil loses its fragrance, and it starts to blend in with our own perspiration which after a while doesn't smell so good. So we need to keep 
getting more of the Holy Spirit's anointing regularly, just as they used to anoint themselves with fresh oil every day. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit on us afresh. So it's fresh and new. Otherwise, we can get stale and the aroma of our own flesh, sinful nature, starts to take over. So we need fresh oil daily. We can't live out of what God did yesterday. We need to be living out of a fresh anointing, a today relationship. We need to be increasing in this area, being consistently and constantly renewed and refreshed with fresh oil. We need to have a now walk with the Lord, not a historic walk. And I've been reading afresh some books that I read years ago about Phil Pringle's Moving in the Spirit. It's a classic work. Brent Douglas from Auckland's got some great stuff about increasing the anointing. Benny Hinn's got a great book on the anointing. Here's a quote from Benny Hinn. He said, you can't operate on past glory. Trying to survive on yesterday's oil. God's reservoir never runs dry. So don't become stagnant. Invite the oil of the Holy Spirit to pour over you, renewing you. And that's what we're going to do soon. We're going to invite the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit to pour over us. Here's some things about oil. Did you know old oil loses its viscosity? That means its thickness, its density. And then it becomes unable to withstand heat and pressure as well. So we put oil in machines and in engines to reduce friction and stress. But when oil loses its viscosity because it's just old, it loses its ability to reduce the friction and the stress in an engine or a machine. It just needs replacing every now and then. Oil in your car after time needs replacing. Oil in the um, deep fryer where you get your chips, where they do your fish and chips after time needs replacing. So too the oil of the Holy Spirit on our lives needs to be frequently refreshed and we need this to happen regularly. You can't just keep using the same oil forever. We need to keep putting ourselves afresh under the waterfall of the Holy Ghost on the altar call in church, in the prayer meeting, in worship, at home, in your quiet time, in that freedom prayer, in that seeking God retreat, in the monthly prayer meeting, all of those things. So we get fresh oil on us. Did you know that oil evaporates even? If it is not replenished regularly, it will even eventually disappear. We must never neglect the oil of the Holy Spirit. We've got to invite the oil of the Holy Spirit to refresh us by spending time with Him because the anointing remains on us as we continue to walk and talk with Him. Did you know oil can leak if there is a hole in the vessel? Even if this hole is teeny-weeny and undetectable to the naked eye, if there is any sort of blemish or impurity in the composition of that vessel, the oil will find that place and it will leak out of that little hole. We, as vessels, need to keep short accounts with God and others and not allow bitterness and unforgiveness to creep in and create a hole in the vessel of our spirit. You know, we can have a freedom prayer. Who's had one of those? I've had five. Pete just had an awesome one a while ago. <laughs> he, he was telling us about. Having a freedom prayer really helps in receiving healing in ourselves, hearing from God afresh. So we as a vessel are sound and whole, ready to carry the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit. 
Do you know there's so many benefits to having the oil of the Holy Spirit in our life? Here are three I'm going to tell you about. Write these down. Number one, oil moisturizes. You know, in Bible times, I used to keep wine and other liquids in this thing, because I didn't have plastic or <laughs> other things, called uh, wineskin. And it was made of leather and old animal hide. And an old wineskin would dry out and get brittle and would even crack or break. But by rubbing oil into the wineskin, it could be flexible and made flexible and usable and useful again. That's like us with our spirit. They'd also put oil on their skin. It says in Psalm 104, God gave them oil to make their face shine. You know, they weren't quite as Botoxed as many people are these days. You know, they needed oil back then. Some people now, they're so Botoxed, you don't even know if they're happy or sad. Got a bit of dribble coming out the side here because I say Botox and nothing's moving. Without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, we too can get dry in spirit and brittle. We can snap, we can break, we can become sensitive and easily hurt. And he was so mean to me. But when the anointing is on us, we can easily shed unwanted attitudes like water off a duck's back, baby. Number two, oil lubricates. It prevents friction when two elements are moving against each other in machines, in engines. When we too are working together, we need the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit to avoid friction so we don't damage each other. We need the smoothness of the oil of the Holy Spirit in our marriages. Any married people? Amen. Amen. Two different people. We need the oil of the Holy Spirit to run smooth like one unit. We need it in our families with our kids, amen? We need it at work in our team, in ministry, in our teams, in our relationships, our friendships. Oil moisturizes, oil lubricates. Number three, oil burns, oil burns. And Pastor Phil talked about our spirit being like one of those old oil lamps, like a kerosene lamp full of oil with a wick and you light it with a match And as long as there is oil, the oil burns and the lamp of our spirit shines bright. But if we run out of oil, the actual wick of the lamp starts to burn. And that is not meant to happen. And that is when burnout can happen because the wick starts to burn because there's not enough oil. But when we have an abundance of oil, we never burn out. Because it's the oil that burns, not us. It is the anointing oil that keeps us burning for Jesus. It is the anointing oil that fuels us and keeps us shining no matter what. So don't ever let the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit run low in your life. If you ever notice your wick is starting to burn, you need to get some more oil in there. In your life, right then and there. Don't let yourself run low. Keep well topped up, overflowing with the oil of the Holy Spirit. The oil is the fuel that we Christians run on. And if we run out of it, we're running on empty. So I've got a personal deep question for you today. Are you ready? How's your oil level today? Take a look at the gauge on the dashboard of your spirit. Is it on full or is it on empty or is it in the middle? We run out of anointing when we don't take time to replenish it. How do we replenish the anointing? Three ways. Here we go. Write these down. 
That easy. Number one, speaking in tongues. Praying in tongues. The oil of the Holy Spirit flows through our mouth. Do you know the Bible says when you speak in tongues, you build yourself up in your spirit. You edify yourself. It's really important to do that every day. So many believers, yeah, I can speak in tongues, but I just don't, I forget. Well, that's no good. It's the basic thing that God's given us to build ourselves up every day. Build up the anointing. You need a tongues habit in the shower, in the car, in your prayer time. Come on, poke the person next to you and say, you need a tongues habit. Amen. Number two, in praise and worship. In praise and worship. Do you know it's a sad day when the only time believers have in praise and worship is 20 minutes on a Sunday morning. We need to have the praise and worship on all the time to be in the presence of God, in your car, on your phone, at home. It influences our kids. You know, when my kids were little, they're all sort of between 17 and 25 now, but um, when our four kids were little, I'd be like a grumpy old cow sometimes. I know, you're shocked. I can't believe it either, but it was true, especially in the morning trying to get ready for school. But then I'd think, oh, hang on, Eleanor, let's take authority over the atmosphere. And I'd put the praise and worship on, Alexa, play Maverick City music from Spotify. Playing Maverick City music from Spotify. Well, it wasn't Alexa back then because she wasn't invented back then. But anyway, I'd put some music, praise and worship on. And I would go in a moment. It was a miracle. What a transformation from grumpy old cow to worship woman. And the whole atmosphere would change and it would affect our kids. And they would go off to school with a song in their spirit, a song of worship and praise. And the last one, number three, waiting on God in prayer. In prayer. No one can do that for you. Only you can do that. We replenish the anointing by number one, Speaking and praying in tongues, number two, and praise and worship. And number three, waiting on God in prayer. Prayer, the P word. We need to work these three things into our daily lives as habits. Because without the anointing, we're trying to do a supernatural task without the supernatural enabling. We're fighting a supernatural energy enemy without supernatural power. Do you know what many Christians do? They run out of fuel. They run out of the anointing. So they get desperate. Oh, no, oh, no. I better get the pastor on the speed dial. And they try and grab any fuel. They've run out of fuel, the real fuel, the anointing. So they try and grab any fuel they can find to help them feel good again. The fuel of wrong relationships, the fuel of gaming, the fuel of Netflix, the fuel of the internet, the fuel of social media, even the fuel of drugs and alcohol. But we were never designed to run on these fuels. They don't work. Why would we think they would work for us? They never worked. We already tried that in our past life, back when we were in the world. It didn't work then, and it won't work now. We were designed by God to run on his pure fuel, his anointing oil of the Holy Spirit. And our spirit is like an engine. It runs smooth when it's got oil on it. When it hasn't had any oil for a while, it can start to seize up. Everything flows better with some more oil. And when we carry more anointing on our lives than before, it shows because we're spiritually stronger than we used to be. We can actually carry more and lift more than we used to be able to. 
and things that used to weary us no longer weary us. And we are more than equal to tasks that we used to fear and dread. Things at work that seem daunting to you, now you just eat them for breakfast. And our last scripture, it shall come to pass, Isaiah 10, 27. And that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder, his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Remember, the yoke wasn't this oppressive wooden beam. It was put across two oxen that would walk together. And it's often a symbol and an analogy of oppression by the enemy. The context of this chapter is a future judgment of the Antichrist. So this yoke they're referring to here is a demonic one. But the good news is that the anointing breaks the yoke and the power of the devil. It destroys every yoke and every burden that the enemy would try and put on us. Hallelujah. Burdens of debt, disease, pain, relational breakdown. The anointing breaks a pair of these over our lives. And this word anointing is often translated unction in the King James. The word anointing here in the NIV is actually translated fat. And the the yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. Don't worry, it's just spiritual fatness, relax. (laughs) So it's meaning we, under the anointing, we grow and enlarge and get so big, it breaks off any yoke the enemy tries to put on us. It doesn't fit anymore. It snaps right off us. Hallelujah. Jesus wants all his people to carry a strong anointing of the Holy Spirit. 